Welcome to the Brian Eisenhower podcast, the show that goes deep into the strategies and systems that the highest producing agents, teams, and broker managers in North America use to propel their businesses forward. I'm your host, Brian Eisenhower, and I'm so excited that you're here today. You know, while you're here, I also want to personally invite you to join the fastest growing Facebook group for top performing real estate professionals. It's called the Real Estate Agent Roundtable. So be sure to join there and join in the conversation with all the most elite in the industry. You know, since I'm the founder of one of the largest real estate coaching and training companies in the world, people are always asking me, why do you give all of your secrets away on the podcast? Aren't you worried that people will just take all that knowledge and not use your coaching and training services at all? And I always respond to them by saying, you know, look at it like taking a test drive before you buy a car. After all, we consistently provide you value through our free content. And if we do that, and you do get value, won't you eventually start to feel more comfortable about coaching with a member of our team of elite coaches or subscribing to our real estate training systems and services? Isn't it also what real estate agents are supposed to be doing when they consistently and repeatedly market to the people in their spheres of influence? They add value and come from contribution with the hopes that people in their database will ultimately become more comfortable with the agent and choose to work with the agent. Plus, knowledge isn't always king. Highly successful agents and leaders know that implementation and accountability are where the magic really happens with regards to their success. Top performers are self-aware of this fact, which is why they all have coaches and training systems for their businesses. They're leaving you all the clues. It's just up to you to pick them up. And we trust that over time you eventually will. But for now, sit back, relax, and in the meantime, Enjoy this episode of the Brian Eisenhower Podcast. Hey guys, it's Brian Eisenhower. Welcome to the Brian Eisenhower Podcast. I'm really excited today. I have got with me Mike Simonson. He is the uh, president and founder of Altos Research. Mike, thank you so much for being on here today. Brian, great to be here. It is awesome to have you. Let me tell you a little bit about Mike because he won't he won't say it himself, but Mike and I love to talk about the real estate market, and it has been volatile lately, so there's been a lot to talk about, and I lean on Mike pretty heavily, as do many of our clients at Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting, for lots of things. Number one, just to kind of understand what's going on in the market, I think just for our own internal peace of mind, we do that. Uh, I know that's why I do that. Mike always makes me feel better, you know, having some sort of handle on what's going to happen uh, in, in the future, this roller coaster ride of an economy we have. But more importantly, I think for strategizing as to how to use market data and market information in your marketing. And that's what Altos Research does for so many of our clients and so many real estate agents out there is they actually help cultivate that data, create beautifully understandable charts that you can market with, that you can convert with, you can generate with, all of those different things to 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 better serve the public outright out there right now. And man, I think that's what the public needs more than anything right now. I mean, and I you hear me saying it all the time, facts not fear. And you can say it all day long, don't worry, it'll be okay. Don't worry to be all long, but it's so much better if you show it. And I think that's what Mike and Altos do. So Mike, tell us how should our viewers and listeners out there be using market data in their marketing to help calm everybody the heck down. Yeah, well, so one way to think about it, Brian, is 
there's only three questions in real estate. There's what's for sale, how much is my house worth, and how's the market? Right? I like that. And, and so you can think about like when you're doing your marketing, like you have your IDX website, your home search, like that's the what's for sale, the new listings alerts. That's what's for sale. The we all know about, you know, the how much is my house worth as a lead gen, lead conversion technique. Like, you know, Zillow launched with a front page of the New York Times because they said, How much is my house worth? That is a, yeah. a real thing. But the other question, and, and everybody in the space has those things for consumers. But the other question on everybody's mind is how's the market? It's like, is it a good time now? Am I buying at the top? Do I need to make an offer quickly or can I lowball? Like these are all how's the market questions. Is there, do I have a lot of selection? And so these questions are how's the market questions. And that's what market data answers. So, you know, you can think about when you're working with clients, like, is this the right time? I'm afraid to list right now because I hear that the, the market's tanking. I hear that prices are going down. And so these are all market data questions. And so, you know, answering how's the market. And so, you know, when somebody says to you like, oh, you're, 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 oh, you're a realtor. Like, how's the market? The powerful answer there is to say, is to answer with data. It's to say, well, you know, you might be surprised, but the available inventory is really only up a tiny little bit over the pandemic crazy lows, even though you're, you've been reading that the market's tanking, like you might be surprised to know that in our town, inventory is still at its really ultra lows, or maybe it's up higher, but inventory is increased. Like, let's say you, you're in Austin, Texas, and in Austin, inventory climbed a lot last year, but it turns out that it's still the same level it was in 2019. There's not a lot of houses on the market in Austin. There's more than there was last year at this time. But so that data is like revolutionary for buyers and sellers to hear, and they they need to hear it. I think and it's so, great. It's crucial too. I mean, I mean from a coaching perspective, right? Like when we're working with all our coaching and consulting clients, it's kind of like a new concept. And here's why. I know that's kind of weird. Because for like the last 10 to 12 years, People kind of thought they knew how the market was. Well, it's red hot. It's going up and we're going nuts. Like oh, multiple offers, no inventory. For the first time, like we actually have to explain it and people more than ever now want to know. So right now it is just crucial. It's like as agents, we finally get to do our job. We finally get to be counselors and explain. And everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion about what's actually happening. And a lot of them don't trust us. They think that we have an agenda. And so the market data is like, look, it's not me. Let me show you what the market is telling us. There you go. That's it. It's show, not tell. Because they right. just, they just, you, you know, you got a dog in this race, you know? <laughs> so you got to prove it, you know? They're thinking you just want them to hurry up and buy something or sell something or whatever. Right. So it really helps just to kind of give for, I mean, isn't that what I'm content sure. marketing is? It's coming from contribution and giving with that faith, it's going to come back to you. And that's what showing is. And I, I love how you guys do that. That's exactly right. And when you think about content marketing, market data is really the ultimate content. It's always fresh. It's like people really care. So in, for at Altos, you know, we create your branded market reports for you. And we email them out to your clients, your database for you. 
And so we can see the open rate on those emails. And it's like 37, 40% on a marketing email from your realtor. Like it's huge because everybody cares. There's lots of places you can get market data and you can go build things yourself. But but the thing that Alto says is like, we build it so that you can, you put it in their inbox, you know, every Monday and you can see exactly who's opening. And, and they're addicted. They get addicted to that. Like they wait they for that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they have an opinion like, oh, I, I think it's crashing or I think, oh, inventory, like the guy down the street, he didn't sell his house. I think inventory is building and we can actually watch it. And so that, that answering the question, how's the market is re- really powerful in that sense. I really like it. I think that's great. Let's talk and look at, you know, at some of your charts, you know, for those that are listening, we're going to do a lot of talking and explaining because, you know, there's a lot of different opinions on what's happening in the market. But to me, especially after, you know, talking with you, Mike, it's pretty black and white what's happening. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of speculation out there as to, you know, what's occurring right now. And in a bottom line, the sky's not falling and real estate's really a good investment. Maybe just everybody doesn't know it right now. Like they're pretty darn good. Biggest thing is that, you know, the market slowed way down last fall. Inventory climbed. Prices started coming down. We see price reductions across the country. And so then we start the new year. And I expected, it seemed like everybody expected that trend to continue. And that trend would be not that many buyers. Therefore, inventory would be climbing, maybe finally getting back to where it used to be pre-pandemic. There's 412,000 homes, uh, single family homes on the market right now. Each year, up and down, there's a little curve for each year. And then there's two pandemic years, three pandemic years where it's super low. Last year, inventory climbed. And then at the far right of the chart, the thing that we noticed, though, is after January, normally you'd have inventory climbing, especially in a market that was cooler. You would have fewer less demand. And so inventory would climb very quickly. What we've noticed is after January, inventory every week has been dropping Normally, inventory be well on its way up for the start of the year now for the, the best buying season. And inventory fell by 1.5% this week because we have more buyers than sellers. Now, we don't have a lot of buyers. Like, demand is way down. Mortgage rates are way up. So affordability is way down. Like That is a real scenario across the country. Isn't but we also know. That, just, so, that be- just so anybody listening, I want to make sure they can hear this. You know, inventory, we're, it's still falling and we're already down to 412,000 homes for sale in the Across freaking the whole country. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and in 2019, when everybody was still making multiple offers on homes, we had twice that many. Twice that many. That's right. That is, and, so, and we're still going down right now in inventory. I mean, we're in freaking March. I mean, people haven't even started waking up and buying houses yet. It, it 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 blows my mind that people could think that real estate's a bad investment. There is a crisis. It, there's a shortage of homes. Homes yeah. are like blood diamonds right now. I mean, it, anything you can do to get your hands on them, you know. I mean, <laughs> sort sort of that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and there are like we saw the slowdown last fall. So what's happening now, though, is like of the dire predictions of what could have happened in housing this year, because supply is so restricted, the supply demand side of the equation, like it is it's hard to envision scenarios where home prices fall 
a lot from here because there's not enough homes for sale. There's no signals in the data of any flood of inventory. So some of your buyers are out there like, I'm going to wait. I'm waiting until the I'm going to swoop in like a vulture because I know all these panicky investors are going to sell and I've got my cash and yeah. I'm going to swoop in. I, yeah, I don't. That's such low inventory. I don't think interest rates matter. There's enough cash buyers to gobble that up 20 times I, I, over. I mean, it's it's nuts, let alone the people sort of that don't mind like getting a mortgage right. and refinancing later, you know? It's yeah, crazy. exactly. Well, and, and, and you know, when you look at it, like, how long are you going to wait? For that yeah. to happen, right? Yeah. So, so, so inventory is still continuing to fall. It's mid March. It will in the next couple of weeks, you know, bottom out and start climbing for April. Uh, but there's no sign anywhere in the data of a flood of inventory coming in. There's no sign of panicky investors or distressed sellers. Everybody's high, well employed right now and everybody's locked into really good mortgages. So there's no sign of any surge of inventory to get us anywhere close to what it used to be anytime soon. So I think that's point number one right now. For most people, you know, if you have buyers on the sidelines, you have a little more selection than you did last year. So that's good. You're not battling 20 multiple offers. And like, it's a little easier for buyers right now than it was last year. But there's no sign in the data like that suddenly you're going to have four times as many options. It just, we don't see it anywhere in the data right now. No, we are nowhere near the proverbial buyer's market. That is for sure. And we all lived through some great years with low inventory. It's amazing how we in the industry can find a reason to complain in any market. <laughs> you know, like there's no inventory. That usually means things are really, really good. You know, they call those housing booms when there's no inventory. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. I like yeah, this. Yeah, this is another view. So this is looking at uh, the new listings each week. How many people are listing their homes each week? And in this chart, each bar is is a week and, and the, with the total number of new listings. The light portion of the bar is really interesting. This is what we call the immediate sales. So you remember last year and during the pandemic, it's like, oh, I listed and I listed on a Thursday and the, you know, we take offers on Friday and we're in contract by Saturday and, you know, all done. Like those are what we call immediate sales. They're essentially bypassing the active market at all. You maybe put a coming soon, you know, sign in the, in the yard and then boom, it's sold. And so those are what we call the immediate sales. It was really the defining characteristic of the last few years during the pandemic. Wow. And what we could see is, so that's the light portion of this bar. And you can see it getting smaller and smaller as last year went on. It peaked in the second quarter. And then th that little bar gets smaller. As the market cooled last year, there was definitely people who are like, they were worried. They're holding back. They're not making offers. There are significantly fewer sellers. So suddenly after July 4th, you can see the bars drop. Fewer sellers started after July 4th. Anybody who was selling in, wanted to sell in 22, pulled that into the second quarter. They got it out as fast as they could. And then the new supply dropped. And so we had new supply dropping. And what we have right now at the, at the right end of the chart here is you can see we're finally getting a little bit more listings, but still 20% fewer than last year, this week, last year. Yeah. And and the, the light portion of the bar, the immediate sales is actually climbing too. So 29% of the homes this week, they went into contract essentially immediately, like less, you know, five days or and less. It's so crazy too. I mean, people get so concerned about interest rates because we haven't like had to focus on them in two decades. Yeah. But there's a reason they call it supply side economics. You know what I mean? It's because supply is more important than demand. And, and here you are showing 
that there is, I mean, last year we had no supply and it was the hottest market, you know, known to man in March before the rate thing started happening. Here we are with 20% less listings than we did selling than that same time last year. Holy moly. That, I mean, prices, prices are set to go. I wouldn't be waiting around on interest rates. That's for Yeah. Well, you know, and and really it's like last year we had, we had restricted supply and we were buying everything. We had both that were going on. Right. And so this year, you know, you know, you have affordability, like it's, it's harder for some people to afford. Like there is some demand that is taken out of the market, but we can see that, that there are indeed, you know, significantly fewer sellers that are going on right now. And that leads us to price. Yes. Okay. There we go. I like it. I like it. And so at Altos, you know, we track every home for sale in the country every week. We track all the pricing, all the changes in pricing, the supply and demand, and we bubble up those analytics for every zip code in the country. And so in this national view, there are a few things that you can see. You can see the median price of of all the homes. And right now it's $428,000. $428,000 is like, if you walk into the market today, like those are exactly the homes you'll see. And some half are more than that, half are lower than that. That number is slightly higher than it was last year, but and it goes up every spring. The best new listings come on. The the price the higher go up, priced which, homes, yeah, yeah. Yep. This and is then what, they peak in June, July, that, and then it starts easing back. For those that are listening, I want to explain this chart. What this chart does, I love it because it's seasonality. I mean, you're literally showing on there that median home price is higher every summer and drops every single winter. And a lot of people don't realize that. So everybody was panicking in October, November, December, because month over month prices were declining. What the media and the clickbait articles don't tell you is that actually happens even in the hottest markets, because all your luxury homes tend to pull off the market and they don't list at that time. So homes more closer to the median price are the ones really selling more actively doesn't mean prices are dropping. It means that the luxury homes wait. And that's just the way it typically works. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break to talk to you all about something I'm really excited about. This year's ICC Summit is happening in San Diego at the Paradise Point Resort on its own island, surrounded by beaches in the middle of San Diego's beautiful Mission Bay. I mean, could there be a better venue? We have the entire resort and island to ourselves. And one thing that makes the ICC Summit so special are all of the great people that will be there. That's what I always hear after one of our summits. They always say, man, I met some great people too. Networking and new friendships are formed. And unlike most real estate conference, the mastermind sessions at the ICC Summit are exciting, fast-paced, and led by many of North America's top producing agents, team leaders, and broker managers, not to mention our team of elite coaches and some well-known industry leaders too. We also believe in an interactive and participatory environment and that that provides the richest learning experience out there for our attendees. No boring keynote speeches here. It's a high-powered three-day event, September 6th through 9th, 2023. You can register today at ICCSummit2023.com. That's ICCSummit2023.com. You can find that link in the podcast description too. Register today and use the promo code PODCAST for $100 off your registration fee. So I hope to see you all in San Diego. And now let's get back to the podcast. 
one of the things I think that's most important for us, any practitioners in the market right now to know is that, you know, we could see as the market cooled last fall, there's a lot of the measures of pricing that are reporting down. Case Schiller is down. That's all lagging. It's all backward looking. House is on the market now. It gets an offer in April. It closes in maybe May or June. And then you start hearing about that data in July. Yeah, it's a long ways off. A long way off. And we can see right now what's going on. And what we can see is that while home prices are not skyrocketing like they were last year, so the year-over-year comparisons are going to be tight, the headlines that you keep hearing are going to they're they're going to be negative for several more months. They're going to you're going to continue to hear home prices are down, home prices are down. And it's not wrong, it's just old. And so, you know, the home prices that are down now that close the transactions that are closing now are ones that that maybe got offers in January. These were buyers and stuff that were shopping around in November, and that's when it was like the slowest part of the slow last year. Yep. And so you're going to hear those headlines. And so what's important to know is that while there are no signals in the data really of a surge in prices this year, right? We know inventory is down, but but demand is down and affordability is down. Like those are real things that that we know. So there's not we there's nothing in the data that says, hey, it's going to be a 20% price year or even a 5%. But we do know that the signal in the data now is that the that we do see price stability. We see that uh, there's not further downward pressure on home prices now. We can see that people are buying at the prices that they're at now. They're not uh, they're not skyrocketing from here because like you know. But they're increasing. They're but increasing. They, they in are every... ticking up, right? They're ticking up as they normally would in the spring. And if the market were, you know. The the big fears from last fall, like what if there's a big, you know, a big tumble, then you would see it here and you just don't see it. No, you here. see prices sneaking back up again because the groundhog and the shadow and the spring flowers are coming out just like it did in 18, just like it did in 19, just like it did in early 2020. We're yep. seeing that same healthy trend that created, you know, very healthy home price appreciation, real estate agent commission income. So I like what you said there, though. The slowness of the fall yep. is what we're seeing in the data right now. If you, you see it in the headlines right yeah, now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you got to analyze the data. But yeah. you're right. And, you're seeing and, it summarized and the, the in the headlines. Data, the active yeah. market data shows you a different message, right? And it allows yeah. you to say, look, I know you're hearing the the homes like the home price headlines, home prices are down. I know you saw that like Redfin today released a report that said the most price reductions, the homes home sales had the most price reductions we've ever seen is what Redfin said today. And if you look at that, they were looking at price reductions for sales that closed in February. It's now March they announced it. And those sales that closed in February, those did price reductions in October and November. They get an offer in December or January and they close in February. And so it's true, the most price reductions on sales in February. But what we can also see is the homes that are on the market now have significantly fewer price reductions than they did in the fall. What the important message is, we're working with a client. Client you know, is afraid they have headlines. They have really bearish headlines. We could say, 
you know, yep, you know, that's not wrong. But remember, that's backward looking. And what we want to do with the data and you take your Altos report and you go, you're in your listing presentation, you say, are you a big geek or a little geek? Because if you're if you're uh, if you're a big geek, I'm going to put this report in your inbox every Monday while we have your house listed. You can watch all the data. But even if you're just a little geek, I want you to watch one number. Let's watch this price reductions number. Right now, you know, 30% of the homes on the market have price reductions. If that starts climbing dramatically while we have your house listed, that's the market giving us a signal that it's indeed cooling from here. But on the other hand, if it's not, then we understand that we we know that we were we're in a market that is uh, recovering way past those headlines. So we want to watch right now. And so I'm going to put this report in your inbox every Monday, and I want you to look at one number. It's a really powerful way to communicate. You know, I want I want to point something out there too, because we often talk about you know certainly with our clients about how how you know how well you know this product generates leads. But you did say something there that I want to make sure we point out. I don't know if you're an agent and you're really doing a you know your full due diligence and and performing a fiduciary duty if you do not have some of this data in these charts in your buyer consultation packet and in your listing consultation packet. Not only is it going to make your life easier because you're showing and not telling, you're not trying to convince anyone, you you're just laying it out, here it is. I mean, you're people are really going to appreciate you like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. This is this is usually I don't want to hear what you're talking about. I already know what I need. I already know the price, I know all this, but when you when you can educate like this, it really changes the game and it really gets people to listen to you and trust you as an advisor. They won't fight you so much on price reductions if you actually prove to them you know more than them and you have better data than them. You know, it's not just your opinion versus their opinion. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. And you know? and by the way, you know, like I, I'm going to put this in your inbox every Monday. You keep an eye on it. And then, you know, when they say, well, Mike, I've been watching this data and I have, a, I just shared my screen. I have a, a report for Austin up. This is an Altos report. This one's branded for Altos, but but these are always branded for you. And when you, when you bring it to your customer and here's the percentage with price decreases right here. And last fall, 60% of the homes in Austin had price reductions. It slowed way down in Austin. It's definitely in Austin, like yeah. very rapidly dropping as the market tries to resume a little bit. And in Austin is probably the market that got hit the hardest in last year's adjustment. A lot so. of the California migration yep. that, you know, stopped very, very quickly in that case. So that yep. was, that's just a quick share. And the other part that I like to show when you're talking about the buyer consultation, Brian, is in this bottom section, we do every, every zip city metro in the country in four price range segments. The high end of the market may be behaving very differently from the low end. Yep. For and sure. so, you know, they may say, hey, I know the house down the street is, you know, I saw that, that thing's been on for 90 days. Nobody's bidding it. And you say, yes, but in your price range, we can see the, the houses are moving much more quickly. And Which in Austin, the here, they're actually six months, pretty similar. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. And in your price range, you happen to be bidding in the most common place. And they're the most popular place. And therefore, if we want this house, we need to make an offer. We need to do it quickly. So those are some of the ways we can use that data in, in, uh, in the conversation.
I love it. It's so important they do. I'll tell you, uh, Mike, that I really help. I appreciate it because it, it's a, you know, it's nice to have someone else say what I know and believe. And 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 you're more of an authority, certainly on market data than I am. It, it's your world. You know, the the word research is in your company's name. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, right. that's been <laughs> so I love it. So I appreciate you giving us all confidence and uh and educating us and helping helping so many of our clients do their jobs better and, and also just taking the time today to be on here with us i really appreciate that you're, you're very welcome um brian i should i should mention if your listeners are, are interested we have at altos we created a free ebook that yep. is how to use market data in your business and so they can go to altosresearch.com there's an ebook link in the in the top menu it's free and it 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 talks about scripts and scenarios and how to use the data. You can look at, at the data I shared here. There's a lot more data in the Altos reports and you don't have to be an Altos client. Like it's a free ebook that you can go use to, to understand. Cause a lot of folks are like, yeah, afraid. Like, what do I say? How do I say, you know, yeah. those kind of things. So you so guys have fun ebook. on their site too. I mean, I played, I play around it all the time. Uh, it's altos, A-L-T-O-S, research.com. And yep. the ebook he's talking about, it's just a link up at the top menu. You go up there and talk about and, and click on it, how to use market data in your marketing. And it goes a little bit deeper, than, or a lot deeper actually than, than, than what we've covered today. But then also go play around with some of their charts on there. Type in your your city, type you in your run zip a report. code. Yeah. Run a report run some of the different market. reports for your localized area. You don't need to like just look at Austin's like we did. Look at yours. Yeah. And you'd be like, whoa, I wish I had this for my current. That's what went through you know my mind is, wow, I wish I could show this to my mom right now because my mom's looking at buying out. Like this would give my mom so much confidence if she had this. You're going to think about the same for all your active you know, buyers that are kind of waiting on the fence right now all your sellers you're going to start to realize wow this might do a little bit better than my mouth has been doing you know no. brian one of the you said something that's really interesting like there's a share button in the altos reports and you're you're looking at the report and you go huh my mom needs to see this you hit that share button it forwards to your mom now your mom converts as a lead in the database oh, so, so i, I have i've got the mic report and Brian sends the mic report to his mom. I know Brian used it. I know Brian forwarded it. I know B Brian's mom now gets my report. And so like there's the, that lead conversion is built into the content because everybody like wants to know what's going on. It's a really powerful way to do that. To, to, to I like that. The okay. database as well. Very cool. Very cool. So gang, get on there and do that. Altosresearch.com. Grab the ebook, play with the charts, geek out geek out. So Mike, thank you so much today. I appreciate it. I love it. Can't wait to do it and keep the conversation going, my friend. Yeah, for sure, Brian. Okay. Take care. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Brian Eisenhower podcast. You can learn more about ICC at EisenhowerCoaching.com. That's I-C-E-N-H-O-W-E-R.com. You can also enroll in one of our many online courses at ICCOnlineLearningCenter.com. That's ICCOnlineLearningCenter.com, where you'll find the most expansive real estate training library in the industry. We also offer custom training portals for real estate teams and brokerages looking to give all of their agents access to our expansive course list 
of courses and training systems. Some companies even take it one step further by purchasing versions of our courses and systems that are white label branded to their specific real estate organizations. Also, be sure to subscribe to Eisenhower Coaching's YouTube channel to watch new video content that we put out each and every week. And again, be sure to join the fastest growing Facebook group for top performing real estate professionals by searching for the Real Estate Agent Roundtable Group. With all of that said, thank you again for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Brian Eisenhower Podcast.